Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. I am Shay, I use they, them pronouns. I am playing Alusha, who uses she, her pronouns, and she is a noble elf. I'm Mel, I use they, them pronouns, and I will be portraying Terpsichore, a all-around fun person to be with, and who uses a variety of pronouns. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. Okay. So after a, a fond goodnight to Fern, you finish your suppers, you watch Terpsichore's wonderful shadow play, and you find your way to your rooms, which are fairly basic, which is probably what you were expecting from this kind of place. You've got a door, you've got a bed, you've got a, a little wooden table on which to stack things, but kind of what you've got. But it's somewhere to sleep, and it's better than the outdoors. And you settle in for the night. All of you now being elves, you take your time to meditate and rest. Probably lying down, because, you know, it's more comfortable than not. And Alusha, your wound which has been troubling you all day, is now getting, it's getting really painful. And you're feeling dazed and tired. and hard to concentrate on anything really and you can you can feel your temperature rising and your joints really ache not just where you were bitten now but all over your body it's just very uncomfortable but you're feeling too sleepy and and feverish to really do anything about it and as you're lying there half dozing you have strange dreams dream that you're on a ship you're riding through a storm, except you look up, and there's the wave breaking on the surface high above you, and the ship is sailing with sand. You dream that you're held up small inside a seashell. You're listening to the tide come in and out, in and out, waiting for something you don't remember what. And the dreams shift and break, and now you're lying on your back, limbs feeling heavy. And there's something underneath you. Something uneven, bumpy, but smooth, like polished wood. You look up, and at first you think you're looking into curved rafters until your perspective changes and nice spindly skeletal fingers, pinkish white. You feel the hands lifting you, and as you lie cradled in bony palms, a familiar face appears above you, not a face, a ram's skull. Carved, pierced into a lantern, with glass bauble gleaming along its horns. The empty eye sockets shine with white fire. Shifts, and now you recognise the skull of a fox. And what rises from the forehead is not horns, but trees, branching like antlers and dripping dark red fruit. Leans in. Cold fire leaps up from the skeletal fingers holding you. Fades show the sleek skull of a bird, hollow eyes carved with strange writing. It opens its jagged beak and you see that white fire inside, burning dead mouth, and as it leans down closer you feel warm breath washing over your tired body, and for a moment you're floating on it and you feel as if you were soft wax, and those fingers could reshape you. And you wake up. You're lying on your front your back and as you move to roll over you notice something attached to your face partly obscuring your vision so you reach up to push it away and you don't see a hand you see a paw gray and and furry like your snout and the tail you can suddenly feel extending back from your spine and you don't feel feverish or tired anymore you feel alive and awake and full of excitement and you're a wolf yes okay um, can I try to uh, paw at whatever's on my face to see what it might be? Yeah, um, you you do that, and it's it's just your nose. It's just you're not used to having a wolf's snout, right? 
it feels really weird. Like, because you know you're hitting your nose, but you have more nose than you're used to. Very odd. Um, I'm going to try to say something and see what comes out. I'm just going to try to say hello. Hello? <laughs> Little curious yelpy noise. And I'm alone in my room, right? You are, you are alone in your room. Uh, it's okay. coming on to morning. Okay. Um, I'm just going to kind of check myself out uh, from, from where I am on the bed. Is there a mirror um, in my room? There is not a mirror in your room. Um, I'm just going to investigate myself, uh, see what's going on. You, um, you go through a round of undignified contortions. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you have a great big fluffy wolf tail. You have four paws. You are shaped like a large dog. You are full on wolf. You're not even a hybrid form at the moment. You are a wolf. You've got big teeth. And mm-hmm. big floppy tongue. You can lick like your entire nose now, which you could not do before. It's kind of cool. <laughs> um, your ears swivel, which like the first time they move, it feels very odd. But you you get the hang of it. Yeah. Can I try to see if I can consciously shift into a half form? or a human form uh, in the way that Yana talked about. Definitely. Um, roll me a wisdom. That's going to be 14. Takes you a little minute to kind of to think back and remember what Yana said about feeling like she was stretching or changing posture and and then interpret that back to how it will feel if you're already a wolf. And at first, all you manage to do is stretch. But on, on your second or third try, you kind of hunch your shoulders as you go and you it's the floor kind of falls away from you. As you shift into this hulking two legged form and you are much bulkier than you're used to being in your normal elven form, you've got big wide shoulders and big mean claws and your hearing and and your sense of smell are still very good. You do still have a tail. Uh, Okay, and I'm going to try to say something again. This time you you manage to speak. Um, It's deeper than usual and it's more growly but you can make words. Well, this is interesting. Okay. Um, I'm going to see if I can try to stretch fully into human form and then see how, how I can how I can shift in between each form. Having figured it out one way, it's easier to figure it out the second time. And you kind of straighten your back and shift how your knees are aligned and change the set of your shoulders and your body kind of gets the message and gets a little shorter and and much slenderer you swoosh back down into your normal elven form and your hair grows out again cool you are naked okay yeah oh that's yeah that's going to be an issue uh, I should probably see if I can try to invest different types of clothing that will accommodate. Maybe some drawstring pants, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are there any shops um, in where we are right now? You haven't looked around for one. Um, you did hear the barkeeper, Nathaniel, mention that there was a shop. Okay, maybe that's something that I'll do in a bit. Yeah, that's that's. I'll probably uh, investigate, um, see if there's anywhere that I can get some different types of clothing. 
well, at the, for the time being, it's uh, you can hear the noise. You can hear people starting to wake up throughout the inn, and um, you, you're not the only travellers here. There's a couple of others staying, and of course, Nathaniel lives here himself, and he's clearly moving around downstairs and getting the breakfast going. People, saying, you can, you can, you, you, you remember Yana saying that she could smell things very intensely once she'd been bitten and you, you're starting to realise what she meant, you've got a lot more specificity to what you're smelling to. Mm-hmm. You can definitely smell eggs. I'm going to go downstairs and take advantage of those eggs. You, you come into the tap room and Nathaniel says good morning and doesn't even ask you what you want because there's you get the impression that there is really only one thing on the menu. And what you are given is a bowl of porridge and a plate containing two fried eggs and some fried bubble and squeak, which means it's root vegetables and cabbage, much like you had in the stew yesterday, but this time mashed and fried. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you. No problem. Sleep well? Um, I, I slept. Uh, had some very interesting... Peculiar dreams, for sure. Nothing wrong with the room, I hope. Oh, no, no. It, it was quite comfortable. Thank you. Well, that's all right. Continues and goes on about his business and leaves you to eat your breakfast. It's decent. It's filling. Does my, uh, has my transformation shifted my taste in any way? Not, not really. Not, not in its own right. No, you can smell things more intently. Um, so you can be slightly more specific about what it is you're tasting because you can smell it better. But it hasn't changed your preferences. I think, out of curiosity, um, Alusha is going to try to see if she can shift just one small part of her. Um, uh, She's like she's out in the open, but uh, she feels comfortable around Nathaniel. Um, so she's gonna risk trying to shift uh, just one one hand into a paw to see if she can um, uh, use a claw to try to spear part of her breakfast just to just to see. Oh boy, okay. Um. <laughs> Daring. Roll me another wisdom check. Okay. This isn't great, which can which will be interesting, I'm sure. Uh, that's going to be an eight. Okay. You concentrate on one hand, and you you hold it out in front of you, and sort of flex your fingers and try to feel how it would be if it had claws and fur instead, and for a minute, you think you've pulled it off because your hand is shifting and then it ripples up your arm and you hear this ripping noise from the shoulder seam of your shirt. And now you are just, you are full on werewolf hybrid in the middle of this bar room. <laughs> okay. Uh, I sh- try to shift back immediately. Okay, roll. Okay. Just to see who gets this first, roll initiative. Okay, that's 22. Okay, yeah. Nathaniel looks up and turns around as he hears this very odd combination of ripping noises and kind of squishy meat noises. But you realise that you've shifted out and you pull yourself back in as fast as you can. And by the time he actually sees you, you are sitting there, fully elven, in front of your breakfast, clutching the shoulder of your shirt to stop it falling down. (laughs) This breakfast is delicious, thank you. Funny look, and doesn't ask. Because it would be rude to ask about someone's wardrobe malfunction. Uh, Alusha just kind of tries to discreetly... um, pull up the, the, the scraps of, uh, of her shirt on her shoulder and uh, 
carefully avoids eye contact while she finishes her breakfast. Does anyone else come downstairs during all of this? Uh, yeah, I'm presuming we're awake at this point. Yeah, it's it's morning time. It's it's okay. it's getting up. Yeah, Ro would uh tromp down the stairs. Nathaniel gets you your breakfast. You sit down with Alusha. You would notice with your perception that um, it's especially given that her shirt is now significantly damaged. You can see her arm where the bite was, and it's looking a lot better this morning. A lot of that kind of blackened shading and contagion has has retreated and it looks just like a healed wound now have a good night an interesting one um and alicia uh leans in conspiratorially and whispers i seem to have gone through my transformation fully uh, Rill almost drops the fork he is eating his eggs with, and, uh, but tries to fumble it and recover a little bit. Oh. Uh. Right. He glances at Nathaniel. Um. It. Did it go okay? Initially, yes. Uh, I. I seem to have, um, some semblance of control over. Uh, what form I go into. Uh, I did try something a little stupid earlier uh, to see if I could shift just part of myself while I was eating breakfast down here. Uh, and Nathaniel almost saw me, but I uh, caught myself and shifted back uh, just in. Uh, so I probably won't be taking risks quite like that in the future. Um, but I was feeling unusually bold. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe some caution is in order, at least until you get the hang of it, I suppose. Yeah, that's probably for the best. It's but... um, strange in a lot of ways, but uh, enhancing in, in other ways. Huh. But you haven't had to I don't know, an urge to go eat chickens or anything like that, right? Not so far. Uh, obviously, I'll let you and the rest of the party know if that changes at all. Um, so far, I have just, I just smell things um, a lot more keenly than, uh, than I would, uh, would have before. Huh. general reference master you are also staying at this tavern and you feel free to attempt to eavesdrop on this or interrupt at any point you feel feel okay. appropriate um can i ask nathaniel if he knows where um why don't we deliver things to sasha right yes i believe you still have a package or no you have a couple of letters still i think for sasha yeah two for sasha and then i think we got everything else because we delivered every uh, people came by and picked stuff up and then we delivered okay. The package yeah. to Sarah? Yeah, he came by and got his letter. Oh, okay, so we just need to find Sasha. Yeah, Florian came by. Okay, cool. Um, I guess at this point, um, Terpsichore will come down. And Terpsichore is transformed. Like, he looks... He's, he's just completely out of place in this backwater. He's wearing, like silks he he's dressed like a fop you know like a rake a dandy um just like really enjoying having had the chance to like wake up in a bed maybe even with a basin and everything um you're going to get mud all over that yeah you, you, there was a basin you got hot water you got yeah. something approximating soap yeah it's great so well i'll change out of it before we Get really on the road, I'm sure. So, did Nathaniel know where Sasha could be found, or...? Yeah, you can, you can go and ask while Zipsikri is having his breakfast. Um, yeah, I uh, will do that. Nathaniel says, yeah, uh, she's the, um... I guess you'd call her the foreman. She runs the mine. Uh, 
straight opposite us, other side of the square, is a building with an office on either side. And the one on the left is for the mine. Sasha would usually be in there in the mornings. All right, thanks. See, yeah. I anticipated this eventuality, and I have dressed to impress this important <laughs> magnate. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, you do look quite handsome, Tipsicree. Well, thank you. Well, then, if you'd See, like to run appreciates this... me. Yes, I appreciate it. I also appreciate how difficult that silk is going to be to clean. Now, if you would like to show off to the rest of the town and run these letters over, the rest of us can enjoy our breakfast. Sure. Um, I'm quite happy to do that. I'll grab the, I'll grab the letters. Okay. Do the thing. Yeah, it's, it's quite easy to find the office. It, it is. Just immediately spit the party. Lefty. <laughs> I mean, if you waited like five minutes, we would have just come with you. <laughs> well, you said. I did. No, Rill was just being bossy. <laughs> I like that you said this not only while the rest of us eat our breakfast, but when Tepsikiri had not had a chance to sit down and have his yet. <laughs> he was the last of breakfast that he'd been sent off. <laughs> I didn't think he was just immediately going to do it. Rill was just making an ass. <laughs> Too late yeah, now. Like, what is food? What is food compared to showing off like a peacock? <laughs> and that is very valid. And as people are, are starting their days and heading off to work, most of them in a mine, you do cut a remarkably <laughs> dashing figure. <laughs> nice. And unlike the dirty looks that Fern was getting yesterday when she was casting shade on their statue. Many of these people recognize you, having been in the bar last night when you were performing for them. And mm. they, they smile, and they are more amused than impressed. But you haven't made a bad impression on them. You, you could say that, they, that they're typically taking a liking to me, for example. Well, I, I, I would say that they have pigeonholed you in their minds as, ah, a ridiculous entertainer. Excellent. You are dripping in ribbons. It's fantastic. I don't know how fops dress in Eisenbrook, but like, I assume it's sumptuously. I, I think you've got like slashed sleeves, mm. probably different colours in your hose. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe like little heels. <laughs> I've absolutely got like my daggers. I've absolutely got like my regular dagger. Like tucked into a really ornate, a really ornate like full length scabbard. Yeah. <laughs> you are pretending as hard as you possibly can that it is a fancy rapier. The question is, are you going for twink or twunk? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think I can manage punk. Anyway, I got a strength. I got a strength too, but it's all very um, it's all very compact. It's all very lean. I, I think just height wise, you're going to have to go with twink. Yeah, there's that too. Just haven't got that breadth of shoulder. Mm. Although you are free to you know, wear your knife as a ballot dagger if you feel so inclined. I mean, I could have that breadth of shoulder. I can look however I want to look. Your but... disguise kit is that good. Um, I mean, my disguise kit is pretty good. I've got other tricks up my sleeve, but that's fine. We'll save that. Um, <laughs> save that for a more important occasion. Um, yeah, so let's go see this uh, Sasha person. Right? Do you 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 reach the you, you, you find the building on the other side of the square? It's got like a passageway running through it, with a door on either side. Okay. Um, I assume they're not marked helpfully. Uh, they are. Well, well, they are marked. One of them has a little crown carved into it, and the other one has a little hammer. Hmm. I mean, the foreman is in charge of things, so let's try the little crown. You knock on the door. Mm-hmm. There's no response. It does not open. Hmm. A conundrum. Um. I'm just on the other side of the town square, right? I'll nip back. 
Oh, you brought the letter back. Yeah, she, there, it seems like she's not there yet, or whatever. Oh, well, we can just wait an hour or two and go back again. Yeah, pretty much. I kind of like crane my neck around. Is how how many like other people are like yeah having their breakfast or whatever? Um, there's the three of you. There's mm -hmm. a couple of empty sets of dishes, one of which is stacked up very neatly on the edge of the bar that mm -hmm. looks like possibly ferns work. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, a couple of other people who are having their breakfasts or having finished them. Up. You also see a very um, particularly dressed, like like the armor is just very perfectly in place, um, human, uh, with sort of ruddy red cheeks and... Um, Bright red hair, uh, just sipping some tea and eating some breakfast. Is there tea? I don't know if bars have tea. You, you can definitely obtain some tea. Okay. It's just hot water and leaves, so you. Okay. You you can be supplied with tea. Probably, I would have brought my own if I didn't think I'd be able to find it. Yeah, you, you, in which case, you can definitely get as much hot water as you would like to brew yourself tea with. Cool. Fair enough. Um, is there any chance the bar has like a domino set or something? Has a what, sorry? Domino set. set. Um, sure. Yeah, you, you can. You can. You can rent the domino set. That's fair. I'll do that. Um, and I'll sort of. We've, we're at a loose end. I'll start a game of dominoes. Try and call over, see if anyone in the bar, see if anyone yeah. else. Nathaniel takes two coppers off you as a deposit to make sure he gets his dominoes back. That's fair. <laughs> I'm not going to mark that because he's going to get his dominoes back. I will guard them in my life. No way, hell. <laughs> Someone else is left. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, I'll, I'll sort of call out. Ask, ask my, ask my travelling companions as well. Let's play some dominoes. I'd love to join, have a little early morning brain exercise. Oh, come sit, come sit, come sit. Uh, name, about... Name's Ember. Hi, Ember. Uh, my name's my name's Terp Sickery, and these are my and these are my associates, and these are my associates, Rill and uh, and Alicia. Good to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Do you Alicia live around here? I do not. I was going to say, you all look like you are just as much strangers to the area as I am. We were just through delivering mail, actually. Huh. What brings you here? Well, I wanted to check out the mines. I, I'm a smith, and I love exploring different metalworking techniques, so I came to take a look here and see if I could learn anything. Um, Are they open to the general public? Well, I didn't discuss this. I just sort of came up with something on the fly. Are they open to the general public? Not Real in shrugs, a tourist sense, but you could probably find someone who is willing to show you around. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't say that they are open to the public necessarily, necessarily, but um, they were willing to give me a little tour, knowing that I am also a metal worker. Hmm. Actually, that's a uh... Something I might be interested in, too. Uh, not for the same reasons. I don't have any particular skill with metalworking, but if you wouldn't mind um, at least me tagging along, I don't know how the, everybody else feels about that. He looks at the rest of the party. Yeah, Tip Sikri will just shrug. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I'll, we'll have to make sure they're fine with it, but I don't see why they wouldn't be. Hmm. Is Ember wearing any like? Is Ember wearing any like um like religious symbols at all? Um, 
probably a very small symbol of the singing flame. Um, mm. But it's not... Um, it's not, like, very garish. That's fair. Well, all right. Uh, who's got the double? Um, yeah. I, uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I guess we play, I guess we play dominoes for a bit until it's time to yeah. go to the mines or check in on... You, you, you do, you, you play dominoes for a bit, and, uh, in the middle of a hand, you hear this, not especially close by, but very loud bell being rung frantically outside. And Ooh. as it rings, there are shouts and people running through the streets. And Nathaniel is suddenly not behind the bar. He is coming straight past you with the satchel. And he says, that's the mine alarm. If any of you are healers, get with me. All right. And he's, he is out in the sunshine. Uh, Rill's following, tugging his veil back over his face. Yep. Uh, Ember is also following. Like you follow, and it seems like everyone in the town is heading to the same place, which is, as you reach it, you see this wooden framework set into the side of the cliff, clearly the entrance of the mine, and there are people coming out of it, coughing and coughing fit to bust, and it looks like the air inside is thick with dust. Some people, as they come out, are being held up. Not at all well. What happened? Who do you say this? Uh, whoever looks to be in the best shape as they come out. Right, you you catch someone who's who's staggering out of the mine, and they are yeah. You know, there's dust in their hair and their coughing, but they don't. I mean, they're on their own feet, and <laughs> they have all their bits about as good as it looks. And they say, <coughs> hit a pocket. <coughs> a wall came down. Are you all right? Is there anybody still in there? I don't know. I haven't taken roll call yet. <clears throat> all right. Rill's going to sort of smack him on the back and um, look for the most injured looking person to help. There, there are a couple of people who look seriously bad. They've, they've been brought out leaning on or being carried by other people and they've got bleeding injuries as if chunks of rock have hit them. One of them's got a very mangled looking foot. All right, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on um, the person with the mangled foot and um, uh, let's see. I can do that twice at second level. So okay. I will give both of uh, uh, I will give that gentleman um, two d eight d eight uh, twelve points of healing for him. That clearly does him a lot of good. Um, the foot cracks horribly, but comes back into foot shaped inside mm-hmm. the shoe. Oh. And. Although still coughing, he he looks in a lot less pain and he sits up and says, thank you. No problem. Do you know if there was anybody else stuck in there or anything? I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't at the face. He looks around and goes, I, I can't see. I'm not sure. I need to count. All right. He starts counting heads. As as he's counting, um, you see Piet from yesterday rush up to one of the other miners and hug him tightly, check him over and smooth the dust away from his hair and generally fuss over him. And the, the miner that you've been helping says, oh, still one down there. Probably buried. Hmm. How badly do you think? I, I wasn't. I was a little way away. All I knew was that something had come down. If if they're not up, they're probably trapped. Or under the rock. Can you give us a description of, of where they would be? Down there? 
damn face. The face. That's what he said. Um, could could you explain? I I'm afraid I'm uh, not a local. God save us. Talk to Sasha, because if we need a rescue party, she'll be organising it. All right. All right. Thanks for the help. Yeah, Appreciate of course. It. Can we look around for Sasha? Yeah, you can look around, and you um, you see a human woman who has her hands on her hips and is not covered in dust. She doesn't look like she was down the mine, but she's taking charge of the situation, making sure people have got, if nothing else, at least water to drink. There are a couple of clerics, um, one of whom you met yesterday, who are helping people out. Um, Nathaniel appears to have a, a lot of bandages and things in his satchel, and he's helping the people who aren't as badly injured. And this lady is kind of directing operations. Um, Alusha approaches her and says, hello, are you Sasha? Yes. What do you need? Can it wait? We need... Uh, well, it, it appears that uh, there may be someone who is buried beneath the rubble that needs a rescue, and we've been told that you're someone to go to um, yeah, in order uh, to... We're, we're down at least one. I don't, I don't know exactly who all was down there this morning, but we're, we're down one on a normal shift, so at least one is still down there. If you're willing to go under, I mean... I yes. think we are. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm in. She um, looks around the four of you, and in particular, her eyes kind of light up when she sees Rill. Um, do I get anything particular from that? Or was he just she, like... Um, she's assessing all of you as people who are offering to do a job and she kind of she looked at you as if you looked like you would be particularly good at the job oh all right good said none of you are minors are you afraid not no mm, haven't been all right so well i uh i'm familiar with living underground but not with Mines, um, specifically, unfortunately. You know what I mean by dead air? Yes. We try <laughs> try not to run into it, but it's unavoidable exactly. sometimes. Exactly, we try not to, too. Look. This is the new works. But all under this mountain is the old dwarven works. We try not to use their tunnels because it connects up to their ruins. We just try to avoid that. We're just digging for ourselves. Mostly that's fine. We thought we were digging through solid rock this morning, but there'd been a build-up of dead air behind it, pressurised, so it felt more solid than it was. We'd broken through it. Got two problems. One is, the easiest way to find dead air is you take a candle down, and when the candle goes out, the air's no good, but then we can't see. Figure you, most of you can. I mean, yeah. 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 Gonna look around. I think we we can all see in the dark, right? All of us. I don't think I can. So who's that? Um, Ember. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, that's three fine. Is, three is good. Three's three's better than none, and you've got a drow with you. Hmm. Probably see for miles. Hmm. That's problem one. Problem two is, well, three problems. Problem two is we've still got someone down there needs finding and bringing back if they're alive and if we can dig them out carefully if they're not. Problem three is we just broke through into the Dwarven Tunnels. Odds are there's nothing. But? Well, there might be something. There's all sorts of things living in there. They, they, they come up from underneath. If you go further into the, the real ruins, it's all booby-trapped. And... But even the mine shafts are not the safest place in the world. I don't expect you to go exterminate everything in the old mines, but if you could just let me know if there's anything immediately coming through, I'd appreciate that. What should we be looking for? Well, they connect up to the Underdark, if you go deep enough. Oh. So, 
all sorts of things. Anything oh, yeah. from from dwarves to undead to stray chickens. <laughs> he kind of shrugs. Usually nothing you want to meet, which is why we don't go in there. But I, I just want to know whether I need to be taking masons down there or an armed posse. All right. Right, let's... Let's go. Minutes lost is lives lost, right? Exactly. Thank you. Okay. Um, so Zikri is going to just like very reluctantly like strip off his jacket, just like down to like his shift. Just like, can I just leave this up here? Can you keep it? Yeah, she she holds out a hand for it. Oh, and letters too. Sorry. We got letters for you. We're couriers. That's why we're actually here. But you know. Oh, she holds out the other hand. Cool. Um, I have the letters. I give them over. She sticks them in her back pocket because, honestly, she's got bigger things to worry about right now. But thank mm-hmm. you. I'll, I'll read those. Right. Let's move, shall we? Yes. Yeah. All right. Best of luck to you all. Um, cool. I will cast Produce Flame as we go down into the darkness. Um, and a ball of fire kind of appears in my hand for the benefit of the person who has the oh. terrible, the terrible and uncommon disability of not being able to see <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> what is with these people? What, why are all these miners, humans and halflings who can't see in the dark? Why would you be a miner? I'm- I mean, Fifth Edition just, just seems to decide that, like, everyone can see in the dark now, so it's like, well, okay. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of muttering as, as you, very approving muttering, as you start going into the mine, and again, another round of it as you produce this ball of flame. Mm. Someone calls in after you, watch out for that going out! Will do. Huh. There's a question, actually. Um, I have, I am actually proficient in Larkana. I'm not completely useless at being a magic user. Um, would magical fire go out in Dead Air? Roll an Arcana check. Cool. That is a 15. It would not. It, it's not really combustion. It's not using fuel as fuel it's running off magic so it doesn't I have some candles we could use uh those do yeah you? yeah okay i'll i'll dig one of my candles out and uh my tender box and, and light that that's fair and since i don't really want it like right in front of my face i'm just going to uh hand it to moss okay Right, the air down here is very dusty because there's a lot of dust being stirred up by the cave-in. Um, so I would like you all to roll a perception. Oh. Eleven. Twelve. Thirteen. Four. Hey. Oh boy. It's super dark down here. Ember can't see anything. Like even <laughs> even with the fire, because of all the dust, like you can see about five feet. Mm. It's not great. The rest of you you can't see particularly well. The the light in Tepsikari's hand actually does help. At least you have a, a bit of it's like turning a brighter light on because it's foggy, you know. Mm-hmm. The walls that you're passing through are not well finished. They're rough. You can see the difference in in colours between the underlying rock and the reddish iron ore that's been hewed out of it. There's streaks and patches in the wall, occasional wooden props. This part at the top of the mine is fairly well trafficked, fairly well clean underfoot. you're not reaching, you're not seeing any rubble yet. You're just seeing dust 
gradually settling out of the air. You go down a couple of slopes and round a corner, and now it really is getting dark. You can't see the entrance anymore behind you. And you come to a fork and go left or you can go right. Left? Left. I think left. That is astonishing unanimity, and I'm genuinely impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you, you go left for a while. There's another steeper incline that's been roughly cut into a set of stairs that are, again, fairly clean, but uneven and not particularly comfortable to traverse. You start seeing um, sort of mining, like a mining litter almost. There's sort of a broken wheelbarrow, bits and pieces, stacks of burnt out candle stubs, things like that. The dust seems to be reducing as you go forward. Hmm. And as you keep going on, the texture of the air changes to. It just feels very cold and abandoned down this way. Hmm. Maybe this isn't the right way. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should double back. Maybe. I think I probably have been, like, shouting on and off to see if we get a response, you know? Mm. Okay. Um, It's it's very echoey. Yeah. It's all very... You are in small, narrow passageways of rock, so it makes a lot of noise when you shout. Certainly from down this passageway, it doesn't seem like you're getting anywhere. And yeah, when you reach the next fork, it, there's almost no dust in the air. You, you definitely feel like maybe the other way. Yeah, let's double back and go down the right passage then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you, you double back, you, you go down the right-hand fork instead. It's visually almost indistinguishable from the other except that there's more dust in the air. It's still rough walls. It's still very difficult to see where you're going. The dust does seem to be getting thicker. Could you all please roll a constitution check? Is the check or save? Save. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, 16. Nine. 14. 22. Um, Rill, you are really starting to cough now. <laughs> right. Sorry. As you, as you move along, what you're seeing on the floor is you, you're seeing some rather than broken rubbish, you're seeing whole pickaxes. There's a hand cart half full of reddish ore. This time when you shout along with the echoes, you do hear a faint attempt at a reply from further down the passageway press forward into the murk and you find pieces of rubble and broken stone starting to appear underfoot press on yeah i mean we'll we'll keep calling out time and time to see make sure we're getting closer to the person yeah Yeah. i want to be holding my hand over my veil over my mouth and nose to try and help a little bit it's helping it is it's not great air down here, but it is it is helping. And your candle is still lit, so mm. at least it's mm-hmm. just the dust and there is still oxygen. You, you press on into the dark, and after probably 150 yards, maybe 200 yards, around several corners and down several slopes, you reach the site of the cave-in, which is much bigger pieces of rock have fallen, both from the ceiling and from the wall that was being dug into, and for a space of about 20 feet, the floor is hidden by these big chunks of hard rock that have just collapsed into the passageway and thrown up all of this dust. And Mm. along with the dust, it's the breathing's not the best. The candle is still burning, but to about half the level it should be. Do we hear anything? That, that shouting? You were hearing an attempt at replies, and that's kind of, you're not getting those anymore. Um, mm. If there's anyone down here, they're probably under this rock somewhere. 
Okay. So there's like like there's like a whole layer of rock, right? Yes, it gets thicker as you get closer to the place where it broke through. But there is about twenty yards that is the floor is underneath at least a couple of feet of rock. Um I'm Most gonna of it's a fairly large chunk. I'm gonna turn to Rill and I'm gonna say no chance you can detect life or something like that. Um well I can give us some more lights. Uh if they're um if they're unconscious I can keep them stable if we find them, but no <laughs> nothing yeah, like that. The finding them part and I'll turn to I'll turn to um Ember. You're like, no chance? Uh not really, no. Um like once we find them I'm pretty strong. Um, I could start clearing these rocks, but I, I'll take I'll look at the rocks and be like, I mean, I can probably grab. Are that are that like large boulders, or is it like more many more like medium sized rocks? If that makes sense, they, they range from from fist size up to a couple of feet across. Mm-hmm. Most of them could be moved by one person um, putting their back into it. Okay. Right. Can we hear where the voice is coming from well enough to just start clearing you're, rocks in that direction? It's, it's gone away now. Yeah, you're not hearing a voice anymore. Oh, uh... I mean, this... we could just start clearing and see what we find, I suppose. Does maybe someone have investigation? Um, um, I can give that a shot. Yeah, I can give it a try, too. Okay. Ooh, uh, nat 20 plus 4, 24. Yeah, you'll definitely no. want to do that because mine sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Real, you get everyone to shush for a minute and you put your veil back so you can see as well as possible. And you start picking your way forward among the rocks, trying to only step where you can feel it reasonably stable underfoot looking for anywhere it might be piled higher or where you could see down between it and you find the the shine of something that doesn't look like ore it, it looks like leather like the, maybe a leather apron underneath the rocks um about 10 feet in oh. you can hear very faintly the sound of breathing i i, I think i found them over here great okay okay Coming. I don't think they're conscious, but be careful where you step. We don't want things to get worse down here. Yeah. All right. Um, I've got my little, I've got my little gold, my little gold loop out. Um, is it like, is it like rubble on top, or is it like, it basically, if there's if there's many small rocks, I will put my little gold loop away. If there's one or two big rocks, I can lift them with the power of. Magic. <laughs> Creature or loose object. There are definitely a couple of rocks big enough for that to be a worthwhile expenditure of effort. Alright, cool. Um, I will... Uh, I'll say real, stand back, stand back a sec. Um, is there somewhere I'd be safe to put down some big rocks, do you think? Yeah, so move, them, move them back. Uh, yeah, move them back a little bit and I think they'd be alright over there. Uh... Yeah, someone's going to have to sort of bat them like billiard balls, but yeah. Um, I will um, take, out my, take out my golden little gold wire wand um, and casting Levitate as a twin spell. Hmm. Um, mm, I will, um, you know, do, do the thing. I'll do the thing. Um, lift them up. And then it's just a question of shoving them back towards more stable ground. You, you focus and you cast and the two biggest chunks of rock slowly drift up into the air. And one of them does shed some loose pieces on the way, but they're much smaller and less damaging. Mm. And they just float there toward the ceiling. While they're doing that, can we get down and sort of try and grab that person back up? Okay. Um, 
Roll a strength check. Oh, good. Rock and roll. Not good at this, but we'll see. I, can I help out with that? Absolutely. Roll with advantage, Rill. Oh. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you for that advantage. Uh, that would be an 18. The, with the movement of the rocks that Tepsikari provided, you managed to find an arm and start pulling and unearth the shoulders. And um, Ember helps you out with grabbing the other arm and you drag the person out from under the rubble and back towards the clearer part of the corridor. And they are definitely unconscious. Um, they don't, on, on immediate inspection, they don't look to be heavily bleeding. Um, mm-hmm. There's definitely some broken bones. Um, then I'm going to cast uh, uh, Cure Wounds at second level on them to try and help out with that and get them back to consciousness. Hopefully. Did you not use that twice earlier? No, I used it once on the gentleman that's with fine. the foot. Come on. It was at second level, so it was a little uh, stronger than usual. That, that, that's fine. So that's going to be uh, uh, 10 points of healing damage. Or healing, <laughs> healing damage. <laughs> <laughs> healing damage. <laughs> Yes, I, I heal you so much technique. it hurts. I'm sure there are monsters against whom that would be the right technique. Uh, this, however, is really an unfortunate minor, and <laughs> you sink the healing warmth from your hands into her, and she was breathing shallowly before, but now her eyes crack open through the covering of dust, and she starts coughing and coughing and coughing and trying to roll over so she can cough better. Um, which she has some difficulty with because she is still not fully healed. But He will help prop her over. Is she healed enough to be able to get out? If you give her a minute, probably. Um, If you want to take a moment to look over her more thoroughly, you could find out what's exactly the extent of her injuries. But she is at the very least conscious. Um, It's just that her lungs are still clogged with dust. She's probably going to have a couple of miserable weeks until that sorts itself out. Yeah. Would it be a, a medicine check to look over her? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and do that. And that's a 13. She did have a broken ankle, but the healing has fixed that up. So that's going to be tender, but it, it it's weight-bearing. Um, okay. She's still got some cracked ribs um, and a bit of a concussion. Okay. Um, I'm going to use lay on hands and heal her another, like, five hit points. The, the coughing slows down some and she says, thank you. Fuck. What, what exactly happened? Shifts herself Just... around so she can sit on some of the rocks with her back against the wall and says, <sighs> Thought that was rock. Just digging into it. Exploded out in our faces. Exploded, Exploded. out. Exploded. The dwarves had all sorts of machines and waterworks in there. Sometimes the gas will be... Sometimes the air builds up in a dead end because that's where the machines dump it out. Must have been pressurised. Hmm. We uh, broke through a little bit and it was enough to bring the whole thing down. Rubbing the dust out of her eyes. Do you know if you're the only one um, down here still? I don't know. I assume you everyone think... who could run. Yeah, most of them were outside, but... You didn't see anybody else? Was too busy being buried. Fair enough. Fair enough. And she looks now towards the rubble, trying to make out if there's anyone still under there, but it doesn't look like she can see very well. Can I make an investigation check? Sure. Uh, Not great, that's a nine. (laughs) Do you find rock? You find something piled up underneath that for a minute you think is another body, but as you lever your way down to it and move some of the rubble, 
um, it's uh, it's just a pile of hand-sized chunks of a slightly different colour of rock, presumably. That's the iron ore that they've been digging. Mm. You don't find any people. All right. Well, we got to get you out of here. Mm. So there's no, like, um, there's not, like, any holes, right? Like, it's not like there's a big hole out into the that's been, like, covered over by the rubble in the explosion? Oh, no, the corridor does carry on. So, Oh, right. You've got sort of 20 feet of rubble-covered tunnel that was the mining tunnel. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that, you have got an open space where the wall collapsed inwards. Mm. And it's... The air on the other side of that is, again, full of dust and it's hard to see very far. Mm-hmm. Do you think we should come back and poke around in there, maybe? I was just wondering that. Make sure it's safe for miners to come back down. Yeah, are not going to exactly. get ambushed. Well, we should help her back back up first and let them know we're doing yeah. that. So, yeah. 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 We do that. Yep. Okay. You help your, your rescuee to her feet. And she is a, is a little unsteady, but she puts an arm around Ember's shoulders and you help her out and start carrying, start leading her back up the inclines, back towards the surface. I think that would be a great place to stop for the night. Yay! Yay. You rescued a person! Yay! Yay. (laughs) We met a person! Hi, Amber! Hello! When Alusha is a wolf, she's a wooshah.